Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Every day, more Catholics are waking up to the fact that Francis has appointed what looks like a truly evil man to be his new prefect for the dicastery of the doctrine of the faith. People made a lot of noise about that questionable book that was written by Archbishop Fernandez about kissing, but his problems go much deeper. They go much deeper than that. He's a modernist, which surprises no one paying attention, honestly, but it seems like these days, if you scratch a modernist given a job in Rome by Francis, you inevitably find that the bishop in question is either a man like Ted McCarrick, or he has a history of protecting men like Ted McCarrick from facing the earthly consequences of their actions. More Catholics are waking up to the reality of the situation in Rome, and this has led to some taking direct action in Rome this past week in protest. We turn to that story today. But we'll begin with news that'll make you scratch your head a bit. The Dome of St. Peter's Basilica is turning black. Earlier this year, Anne Barnhart posted images of this on her blog, and now others have been pointing this out too more recently. So here's a picture she posted on her blog of the Dome in 2015 on the left, and on the right is St. Peter's Basilica, taken this year. Do you notice a difference? It's a little odd. I do hope it's just an issue of, you know, some, you know, coal pollution or something like that, but I do think this is at least symbolic of things going on in the church today. Maybe I'm wrong and just indulging in my fringe tendencies again, or maybe it's another one of those signs that are plain to see for those with eyes to see. Let me know which one you think it is here. I think this is symbolic, especially in light of a protest held in Rome this past week. Protesters stood outside the Vatican, demanding that... Francis fired Cardinal Fernandez because of his stance on sins related to the Ted McCarrick problem and his role in, at the very least, sweeping Ted McCarrick priests and their diabolical activities under the rug, and actually worse than that. The event was organized by several groups, LifeSite News being one of them. And I'm going to say this now, and this might ruffle some feathers. The fact that LifeSite News was one of the sponsors of this event will make it easier for the Vatican to ignore the demands of those protesting. Not that there was any real chance whatsoever of the protesters having their concerns even addressed by the Vatican. But LifeSite is a North American news outlet associated with traditional Catholics, and thus easy to dismiss for the powers that shouldn't be in Rome. That's just the sad state of things, folks. Now, with that having been said, here's how LifeSite News' article on this characterized the event. Bear in mind that I do have to sanitize the language a bit here for the sensibilities of our hosts which frankly don't usually like these kinds of subjects being addressed at all. So, quote, Those harmed by evil deeds of men who should never have been priests took to the streets of Rome on Thursday to protest against Pope Francis and demand that newly appointed Cardinal-designate Victor Manuel Fernandez be removed from his charge of overseeing the church's response to the Ted McCarrick problem. Gathering in the shade of trees next to Rome's historic Castel Sant'Angelo, a group of those who survived this problem from 26 countries issued a call for Pope Francis to enact his much-repeated zero-tolerance policy of handling Ted McCarrick priests. Archbishop Fernandez is the last person that should be running the office that is in charge of all the cases of this nasty problem around the world, said Peter Isley, founder of one of the group's the present that advocates for laity who were the targets of it. How do we know this? Well, you look at a person's past record. If Pope Francis had consulted the victims from Argentina 
this man Fernandez would never have been appointed, Isley added. Participants in the demonstration carried placards saying, Fernandez must go, and others with an image of Pope Francis embracing Fernandez, bearing the phrase, they knew and they did nothing, end quote. I've said this before and I'll say it again here. Francis has said a lot of good things about handling this problem. He's done a few administrative rule changes and those sorts of things to deal with it. All the positive he's done has been more than just undermined by his real actions, though. You know, when the rubber meets the road, as we say. His credibility has been completely destroyed on it because he consistently gives shelter to men like Ted McCarrick. He's had a few priests and bishops who were accused of being men like McCarrick given shelter in the Vatican. Men like Zanketa from South America. He, being Francis, recently lifted the excommunication of the diabolical artist Marco Rubnik. And now he's promoted the archbishop with perhaps one of the longest track records of mishandling this problem in Argentina to the office most directly responsible for combating that problem in the church. Again, it's little wonder that the dome of St. Peter's is turning black. But we shouldn't be surprised by this. Dr. Peter Kwasniewski posted a testimony from a, a Belgian on Twitter who reminds us that Francis was put on the throne of Peter by Godfrey de Niels, the Belgian cardinal who was synonymous with hiding Ted McCarrick problems in the church in the first place. It honestly looks like Francis was put into the position he's in now to not take care of the problem at all, but just to pay lip service to taking care of the problem while protecting the men most directly responsible for the problem in the first place, at least if they were well-connected. Or if public pressure wasn't put on them enough, like he ended up having to do with McCarrick. The consequences of this has been a total destruction of the church's credibility in Belgium. Here's a short bit from what the Belgian had to say about the matter. Quote, I know you can't follow every media item in the world, but what's happening in Flanders in Belgium these days might interest you and Rorate Chely. The Flemish public radio and television station, VRT, made a program about uh, the Ted McCarrick problem of the past 50 years. It's called God Forsaken. Dozens and dozens of those who were negatively impacted by this told the story in front of the cameras, and it always was the same pattern. The church trying to silence them, putting them under pressure to shut up. This evil environment was carefully managed by Cardinal Godfrey de Niels. He was the spider in this evil web. Since Belgium, and now especially Flanders, is a very secular country, after the council's ravages, the church today has no power whatsoever anymore. Zero. Null. Nada. Secular media, leftist parties, and extreme leftist media personalities are going in overdrive to destroy what is left of the church. They made public appeals to revoke the baptism, and thousands have already done so in the past three weeks. They are Catholics in name only otherwise. They would have known that baptism is eternal and can't be revoked. End quote. Cardinal Daniels is the one pictured on the loggia behind Francis in this iconic and creepy picture from the day Francis was inflicted on the church. Daniels later admitted to being part of the St. Gallen group, who in 2005 campaigned against Joseph Ratzinger becoming pope, and later laughed about how he illegally campaigned at the conclave of 2013 to get Francis elected. This same man has been instrumental in the career of Francis, and his role in things helps shed some light on why men like Fernandez get the papal appointments, and why, rather curiously, wicked Ted McCarrick-type bishops keep getting their promotions. 
or why they're protected by Francis, including Father Marco Rupnik, a real piece of work so nasty that the Jesuits expelled him from the order. Yes, Father Marco Rupnik was too nasty for the Jesuits, but deserving of Francis's protection. Consider the implications of that one. Which brings us back to Fernandez in the LifeSite News article about that protest in Rome. Here's the real story. The protesters want Fernandez gone because he protected a priest who was publicly accused of being like Ted McCarrick with... How will I put this? He had a taste for the most vulnerable and the young. From the article, quote, In particular, Fernandez's record of handling the case of Father Eduardo Lorenzo has come under scrutiny. As LifeSite has reported, Fernandez is accused of having, quote-unquote, publicly defended the influential priest in the wake of resurfaced Ted McCarrick-type allegations dating to 2008. Faced with allegations regarding Father Lorenzo, Fernandez published a letter from Lorenzo on the Archdiocesan website in which the priest denied the allegations as, quote, slanders, insults, and defamations, end quote. But it gets better. Fernandez placed Lorenzo later in a school and ignored the pleas and protests of the parents who knew what Lorenzo was about. Fernandez either didn't take the problem seriously or he had a more sinister motive. I don't know which is the case here because sensible people, even ones with a broken moral compass, wouldn't put someone like that near those that they are accused of going after. But we don't live in sensible times, as anyone paying attention to the news these days can tell you. Fresh allegations against Lorenzo surfaced in 2019, and an, and an investigation was launched against him, and Lorenzo, to put it delicately, removed himself from this mortal coil. There's also the case that Fernandez oversaw of a school for the deaf and blind in his diocese that is so grotesque I can only say this. It's right out of the first chapter of Malachi Martin's Windswept House. It is that bad. In fact, it's actually worse in a lot of ways. But many of the most vulnerable were systematically and repeatedly given the Ted McCarrick treatment by the staff of that place, along with stuff straight out of a horror movie, added in for some extra diabolical evil. This is what Francis is protecting, the man who swept it all away. This is who Francis has chosen to run the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith. This man, Fernandez is the one who has been chosen to make sure the church's teachings on faith and morals are sound. And this is the man who will be in charge of investigating the pernicious evil in the church that he has a history of doing absolutely nothing about, or worse, being complicit in it himself. This is why I asked if Francis destroyed himself last week. Moves like this, combined with the rough dick mess, are making it clear to everyone, except the most ideologically committed to him, or those who aren't paying attention at all, that something has gone seriously wrong in Rome. Are you surprised by this? Do you share my concern that the Vatican can have a good excuse for demissing a protest if it's tied to a rigid North American trad news outlet? I love LifeSite News. I quote them all the time, and I support their work. But do you think they should have been involved? Let me know also if you're surprised by Fernandez's background coming to light in the comments, please. Hit like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps a lot too. So let's pray for the church and for all the bishops here I named, even the, especially the ones who have gone so far down the path of sin that they've completely lost the light of reason. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.